Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Why leverage? Why is it so important? Because that's what you're going to need in the new music business to get ahead, to get people interested in you. Whether you're an artist or a songwriter, if you don't have a track record coming into the game, then nobody's going to bet on your talent. That's why we called it the climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business, which is brilliant and it's created, it's a Baxter. It's a Baxter. It's from Brent Baxter, my co-host and my good friend. He's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then on a regular basis, he connects you with the pro so you can get an at-bat, find out where you're at there. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists like I'm breaking my tongue. They're breaking, breaking speech patterns. <laughs> I know. They're breaking artists. They're breaking art. That was just a vocal strobe light. That's all. <laughs> That's <laughs> really good. <laughs> they're breaking artists digitally. They're identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams and blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and the music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. They're not speech therapists. They help me not a bit. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists such as Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production singular, and there is no S. There's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Hey, buddy. It's all uphill from here. I'm glad this is your episode because apparently I'm not fit to lead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Oh, it's, like, it's like we yeah. planned that. Uh, no, if you don't lead, you're going to lose. I lost. So you can't forget to be a leader. And you're a leader whether you like it or not. We're going to dig into all these things and talk about what that means to your project, to your efforts as an artist, as a songwriter, as a singer, as a musician moving forward. But first, but first, take care of a little business. Mm-hmm. Man, if you're out there touring, uh, it's very clear, obviously, uh, the way we consume music, it's a digital world. But if you're touring, that's such an important role for physical media and for today's independent musicians, especially on the road. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, or, or customized hard drives at gigs has become an important income generator. It's what gets you to the next town. That's right. You know, for every CD you sell at a gig, you need about... 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. So one CD, 3,000 streams. One CD, 3,000 streams. How many of y'all are getting 3,000 streams, right? So you're literally leaving money on the table. I guess not literally because you don't have anything on the table, but you're leaving money on the table figuratively when you don't literally have merch on the table. Because I've been saying, you know, literally before, and I've been using it wrong, and it's been bugging me as I listen. <laughs> You're overusing literally. I was misusing literally. You're wearing it out. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not really literally leaving money on the table. You're figuratively leaving money on the table when you don't literally have merch on the table. Well, you're but leaving money in those people's pockets. You're, exactly. Where it should not be. It should That's be yours. Right. right. So, <laughs> thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for said merch, such as disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. And you can find them online at discmakers.com. That is D-I-S-C makers.com. Or you can give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. And for those of you just tuning in, yes, I have done these before. 
<laughs> That's right. episode like 204. Yeah, no, there you go. Is it really? It is 204. Yeah. Wow, what? Of the mainline ones. Join the climb community if you haven't done so already. It's a great community, really thriving. There were some long threads going on there the other day. Mm-hmm. When I hopped in, you have to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. Be good boys and girls. We give you a chance to shine. Everybody's asking questions in there and getting all kinds of feedback from other people that are in the same struggle. Mm -hmm. And they talk and they openly share it. And I just, I was just having the best time the other day, just reading through like boatloads of stuff Mm -hmm. that you and I didn't put in there. (laughs) That's right. That they put in there, you know, the community put in there. It's all about the community, man. So if you're looking for something like that, please come and join us. We'd love to have you there. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast to make sure you get every episode on time immediately and in order. Mm-hmm. Take a couple seconds, leave a five-star rating and review. Tell some other people what you honestly think about it. And finally, that really is the best way that you can honor Brent and I. If you're digging, picking up what we're putting down and you're digging it, man, then tell somebody about it. You know, Turn them on to the podcast. Talk about it, whether it's somebody in your, on your social media, if you post something on your social media that resonated with you, or if it's uh, somebody that's in your musician community or whatever, man, let them know. That's right. And I just want to share a little bit about the, uh, from the climb community. We have the new heights segment that we do every Wednesday. It's a time to share your wins. And so we have right. a few this week. One is from uh, Bonnie Ryan. I'll just spotlight that one. She released a song called fly Santa fly. So it was first original release. And so with only a month to promote it, she had zero expectations, but it did amazingly well. It was streamed over 58,000 times. It was added to regular rotation on six radio stations Four of those were terrestrial radio stations. And so she goes on to tell a little bit more about that. So she's rightly fired up about that. So good job, Bonnie. Congratulations and keep on climbing. And there's a guy fly, named Bonnie fly. Hi, Bonnie fly. There's a guy named Brennan here that said his single on Southern gospel group, the sound can I get a witness was the number two song in the nation for gospel music radio last week. That's good on Mr. Baxter there. Very good. And we got some more stuff. So did you co-write that one? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's a single of mine that's out right now. It's called, Can I Get a Witness? And I wrote with Jason Cox, which you know well. He's killing it in the Southern Gospel World. Nice enough to let me write with him and Kenna West. And uh, yeah, so they- And who's the artist? The Sound. The Sound. Okay, The cool. Sound. And so they put it out. It's only been not just a couple of weeks, but last week it was number two. Bam. Wow, oh, man, that's crazy. Flying up there. So we're, Can I Get a Witness? Amen, brother. Yeah, I yeah, love so it. Happy about that. It's a good way to go out of the last year and come into the new one. Yeah, we've been putting together like I got to do year-end reports for all my clients and let them know, like you know, here's how much money you spent, and here's what you got, here's what we did, you know, mm-hmm. and, and put it all out out there with specifically with digital marketing and yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm creating like little these these little like sort of videos that I'm putting together. I'm going to mm-hmm. post them in the climb community so you can see what's going on. Cool. But like some of the stuff we're doing with that metal band WA, Alora's killing it. Like mm-hmm. she's got, I mean, she got exposed to like millions of people uh, this past year. And just she's right now, just like today and tomorrow, she's with Tom Jackson again and the whole band. And they're just oh, re- cool. tuning up again to go off for this next tour. And uh, so I'm stoked about that. And uh, I want to share all that with you guys so you can kind of see like, you know, how this works. And I think it's just exciting that you can see the needle move. Amen. You know, on a daily basis, like I, one of my favorite times of the day is to go to Spotify and look, mm-hmm. look at the weapons of a new account and just see how many more streams they got. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just so killer. Like I'm just crushing it with this ad for them. I love it. But anyway, so let's get into this leadership thing here. Yes. We got some stuff we got to talk about. If you don't lead, you're going to lose. If you don't lead, you're going to lose. It's not 
about your talent. Now we've talked about this before. We're going to go down some different rabbit holes on this mm-hmm. one. Okay. Cause I've seen on multiple occasions, I've ran into people like out on the road or whatever that were amazing talents, mm-hmm. right? Amazing talents. And, and let me preface this by saying like your success in really whatever you do, but we're here, we're talking about the music business. It's going to be about who will step up, mm-hmm. right? Your ability to step up. If the great talent, the best talent on the planet doesn't step up. The result is nobody knows. Right. Nobody heard about it, right? The best artist you've ever seen in someone's basement. And if you don't step up, then your talent doesn't factor in, period. That's math. People only know your talent after you've stepped up, mm-hmm. right? If you're an artist, like let's say with low talent, let's say you're making bad choices. You're choosing trite, lazy, predictable arrangements and song lyrics and some bad song choices. And maybe you're a little lazy in your performances. Well, We'll all know about it and judge you only because you stepped up, <laughs> you know, but right. you're building a brand and you still have time to learn. I mean, there's been like mediocre talent that did step on. Some of them are really big, big, big stars mm-hmm. that did step up and they weren't an apparent talent in the beginning, right? Cause it wasn't some sort of natural God given vocal prowess or musicianship or performance ability, but the ability and the mental toughness to step up, bought them time to develop into better singers, better songwriters, mm-hmm. better performers, better leaders, better students of the game, and therefore better artists. So the question isn't, you know, why should I? But it's like, why can't we? Why aren't mm-hmm. we? Right? And so here's a little epiphany. Guess what? Guess what, Brent? What? You're the leader. I'm the leader. And everybody listening to this podcast, you're the leader. Whether you like it or not, this isn't going to work if you're not driving. Your leadership influences the rank and file of your team, of your organization. Even if you're not the front man or front person, even if you're not the premier songwriter, even if you're not the artist, your leadership skills will determine your level of success. Whatever that level is, we're not saying you got to be at the Taylor Swift level, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're like, I just like to do this and make money. You know, maybe you're like the Louisville crashers, right? Who all have their own businesses, families that they're raising in Louisville and still have a $500,000 a year freaking business. Be a musician on the side as a band. Yeah. Not a bad side gig. (laughs) Not a bad side gig, you know? (laughs) And And that didn't happen by accident, man. And that's a situation where like each person in the band realizes that they had to step up and make a play doing this one thing or that one thing, but he's got a job to do and they all do it and they all honor it. So they each lead in their own area. Yeah. You know, somebody's in charge of social, somebody's in charge of corporate gigs, somebody's in charge of booking gigs with the city, somebody's in charge of uh, keeping the gear up to date and all that. Somebody's in, there's like six guys in the band, I think. So it's like they got a a team, but the the point being that they all stepped up and said, this is the job I'm going to do. And then they did it. Hmm. And now they're the premier act in Louisville. I mean, those guys get 20 grand on New Year's Eve. Nice. So it's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. For, for a two-hour set, maybe. Not bad. I was eating cheese dip. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing the same thing, too. And brownies. That's what I had. So whatever Good. level it is, it's going to be determined by your leadership. And in leadership, a lot of people shy away from this because it's vulnerable, right? Well, if I mean, it feels leader, like, you know, am I supposed to go get people to, like, 
follow me? Is that what we're talking about? Like I'm supposed to be the ringleader and the, the vocal person out front and what am I, and they're supposed to vote for me for something? Like, no. you know, what does it mean by leadership? What do you mean by? Like, I think it means a lot of things. Lead. I think it means, well, it means leading. Now there's a lot of different styles of leadership. I mean, everybody here can imagine what mine is. <laughs> if you know me from this podcast, uh, it's very direct, very forward. Sometimes it's a little brash, but it's honest and it's positive and it's validating and it's uplifting. Some people can be very soft leaders. Some people lead by example. Brett Favre was never the big guy, the rah-rah guy in the locker room after the game. That was never his performance, but he led because he would outwork everybody else. He would get hurt more and play harder after he got hurt than everybody else. And so then all of a sudden now he's checking them into the glass because he's out there doing it, right? Mm -hmm. He's out there doing it when they're not. And, and if they're feeling down, if they're feeling tired, if they're feeling hurt, and then he gets like in the third quarter, gets planted into the ground. Mm -hmm. One of those quarterback hits where everybody's gasps and you just, oh, please move, please move, please move. Please get up off the ground, you know? And then he just pops back up again and you know he got hurt mm -hmm. and grabs that defensive guy's face mask and is like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? Now, the whole thing is when we as fans of football watch Brett Favre get planted into the ground and we all gasp, the team does too. <laughs> right. Okay. And so when he pops back up and it's like, come on, is that all you got? Is that all you got? And he's really just, He's yelling to release that the yeah. anguish that he has from being hit. But he's like focused it on that guy. And then what happens is that he lifts that whole team up. Mm -hmm. He leads that whole team going, oh, now it's on, you know? Yeah. So much so to the point that really when he was playing, defenders were very reluctant to really plow into him when they had open chances to do it because it wasn't worth it. it the the pendulum. <laughs> too far the other way. So here's some different thoughts on leadership. Leadership inspires the team. Leadership validates your vulnerable team members who may be thinking about quitting mm -hmm. or who may be thinking, who may be down one night, right? And mm -hmm. they're just not bringing their A game. It can inspire them to bump up a level. Leadership comforts your teammates in times of trouble and stress. And if you're on the road, that's it's a longer way to describe the road, trouble and stress. <laughs> you know, absolute chaos, right? Leadership is knowing that discretion is the better part of valor. Sometimes it's better to say nothing than to call someone out. Leadership is, is, is about driving, right? It's about if you're doing your job and it's about communication and if you can communicate, it doesn't matter that you're right. If somebody's slagging, if somebody's lacking, if somebody's you know, causing you heartache because mm -hmm. they're not doing their job, it's not always the right choice to come in and tell them that that's what's happening, right? That's maybe not good leadership. Leadership lifts people up. Leadership inspires people. Leadership is encouraging with an occasional check, but if it's not mostly encouraging, then it's mostly negative, right? And if it's mostly yeah. negative, it just gets old and it's nagging. That's interesting. We were actually, we were recording this at night and I was uh, recording a little bit later because I was at, I was at a small group uh, Bible study thing. And what we were talking about, it's some of the stuff you, you've been talking about has made me think about it. we're in Galatians chapter six. So please turn in your hymnal. No. Um, but it was a letter from Paul to the church at Galatia. And he's talking about, Hey, you should, if someone, you know, one of your brothers or sisters is caught in sin, you should restore that person gently. Right. Yeah. Like, don't have to chew them out. Don't have to make a big thing. Restore them gently, but watch yourself so that you don't fall in the same kind of trap. You know, carry each other's burdens. 
there's a lot of that that he's talking about. And, and it's funny also at the end of it, uh, you're talking about the Brad Farr thing, maybe think of the Apostle Paul, because at the end of it, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, from now on, you know, let no one else cause me trouble because I bear the, on my body, the marks of Jesus, meaning like, and by the end of it, you know, he's telling you how you should re- act with each other, build each other up in love and bear each other's burdens. Now stop bugging me with this crap because if you can see my body, you see, I got the scars from following Jesus. <laughs> like those going, I'm the guy that's gotten hit and gotten back up. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about stuff I don't do. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it was just interesting that that was like an hour ago. Yeah. There yeah. You go. See, but sometimes leadership is bringing the hammer down. You exactly. know, mm-hmm. and sometimes leadership is knowing that that one bandmate is toxic. And mm-hmm. even if it's, you know, not chemically toxic, if it's just toxic Emotionally personality, toxic. Yeah. yeah, get them out mm-hmm. and then make the decision, right? So leadership, if you don't make the decision, you're not leading right? on some things. And this doesn't mean you have to make all the decisions for everybody in your life. No. Yeah, because there's delegate like the Louisville Crashers, okay? They lead in their own areas. Yes. Like Mark doesn't micromanage that band. What if you're not the artist? What if you're not the premier songwriter, but you're in this group and you're the guitar player? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then your job is not just to play guitar, but man, you got to come up with the parts for the songs that they write. Mm -hmm. You've got to be the most exceptional player that you can be on any given night you've Mm -hmm. got to step up and make sure you have like the best gear i remember talked about this guy before one of my mentors mark o'toole so one of the things he told me when i was like pushing the band pushing the band pushing the band and he's like dude he's like you're really good and he he was like i love the band thing that you're doing but he goes you also need to remember that you need to make sure that you got the coolest clothes the coolest gear and that you're staying up on your chops so if you can get an opportunity that you can take it and go be a pro, you know, because you're not going to get it if you don't have the coolest chops. Case in point, give you a famous story. After Randy Rhodes had died in the plane crash, Ozzy Osbourne's famed guitar player, they, Sharon and Ozzy had given the job to George Lynch. Mm-hmm. Now, George had, who's my favorite guitar player, right? George had four kids. And so he was working on the side driving a beer truck, but he had to do the corporate thing and he couldn't have like the long hair. Mm-hmm. So his hair wasn't very long and he didn't have those clothes. And then he said, one day he goes, I walk into rehearsal and there's freaking Jakey Lee in like a leather suit, top to bottom, like hair out to here. He looks like a freaking rock star. He's playing like a monster through all brand new killer gear. And I knew right then and there, I just got screwed, you know, mm-hmm. and I just lost it. Now, case in point, if you look at Jiggy versus George now, I think George is doing better. So it's probably ended up okay for him. Right. But, oh yeah. But at that time, but at that time, but there it is right there. Right. So he wasn't taking care of his business. He wasn't stepping up as much as he could have to now he was with the playing lord knows that's the truth but but there's some other things he forgot about mm-hmm. right like the image matters with certain things it's and, and whether your image is to be laid back jimmy buffett kind of people man there's still mm-hmm. you got to be aware of what that brand is and if, if you're ignoring it then it's, it's not going to work but here's the part as individuals Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out. 
because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Your energy is more powerful than you could ever imagine. And the most disturbing thing that you're inevitably going to discover in the music business is that it's about you. No matter what the outcome may be, is your influence on the audience is not more important than your intelligence, than your acumen, than your, than your influence over the musicians in your band, your team, your managers, your label, your publishing company, your writing room your lawyers, your management. Leadership is about getting people to perform for you. You know, sometimes there are people in an organization that maybe they're not John and they're not Paul. They're like down by George or Ringo on the totem pole, but they're very, very integral to the organization because they say very little, but when they do open their mouth, people listen. People listen and they choose when to step up, but Mm -hmm. they regularly step up. Mm -hmm. right so your energy that you're putting in there is more powerful than you can imagine whether you're putting in negative energy ho-hum energy or positive energy and this is what i mean by leading the more you deny that your energy isn't that powerful and that it doesn't affect the people around you that the more that you ignore it the more that you're oblivious to it which is the same outcome okay the more demure it's all the same outcome, whether, you, you know, whether you're denying it, whether you don't believe it, whether you're oblivious to it. It's all going to end up the same way. You're, gonna be, you're not going to say anything. You're not going to do anything. And you're not going to help inspire the other team, even if it means just being part of that functioning engine that works, right? One of those pistons in the engine. The more demure you are means the better potential you have as a leader. But only if you're aware of this fact and only if you accept the reality that you have to be a leader, Right. So in 1961, President John F. Kennedy addressed the Canadian Parliament and used a version of a quotation that he, uh, side note, erroneously credited to Edmund Burke. I don't know that anybody really knows where it came from, but the quote was, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men should do nothing. Yeah, that's so sit, think about that. Like the only thing necessary for the triumph of failure within an organization mm-hmm. is when good men and women see things that aren't working out right and and do nothing Mm -hmm. and don't speak about it and don't fight for it or at least don't try to talk about it. Right. Right. And be that leader. Sometimes what I mean by you have to step up and you have to be a leader. Maybe you got a great leader, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe you got a great leader and they're in a moment of doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the expert on this. Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt, right? Well, no. <laughs> not a moment of doubt. No, no, not a moment of doubt. He had his uh, garden, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, where he was asked that, hey, God, Father, you know, let's cut pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. So he never had his moment of doubt. Now, other people did. He had Downing Thomas. You had Peter that uh, denied Jesus three times. You, you know, everyone around him had their moments of doubt, but no, no, Jesus never did. But there's never a moment, there's never a moment like in the Bible where he was like, in, within, he was just like, man, you know? No, I mean, the devil tempted him, uh, you know, in the wilderness after 40 days and, and did all this stuff. And, you know, you know nope. Okay. Then in scripture, well, everyone, around expert. Him, everyone around him screwed up. But uh, no, no indication in scripture of him. <laughs> so, they, so please turn in your hymnal to Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Well, my point is though, like everybody's got a moment of doubt, you know, except yeah. for Jesus. Us mere um, mortals. Yes. So, uh, so when you see that happen with your leaders, sometimes that's where you got to step in, right? That's where you got to step up and you got to be the leader for a second and be like, okay, hey, everything's going to be all right. We yeah. got this. You know, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We got, here's some other options we got. This doesn't mean anything. Like this is just one speed bump. This is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That's important. If you don't do that, if you choose to like have that moment of doubt with that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes right. it's like you've got to step forward in the, and be courageous in the face of fear, in the face of mm-hmm. your own self-doubt and realize that this is more important right now that yeah. I lift this person up and let them know like we're all with you we're all and make this happen. You know, it's so powerful when, when somebody decides to become like the leader, right? It can change the course of history with, within organizations. My beloved Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. talk about Reggie White. So Reggie the White. Minister of Defense. The Minister of Defense. Yeah. Okay. So this guy is, uh, I think he played like a year or two in Philadelphia with the Eagles. And then he gets brought up to, to Green Bay. Brett Favre comes in. And Brett Favre at the time was a, I think it was a second round draft pick, third string quarterback, didn't ever get any playing time down in Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. In fact, the coach used to rip on him all the time. What's up, Mississippi? What's happening, uh-huh. Mississippi? And he just, you know, basically breathing air as a third string quarterback. Like he's never going to get any time. You know? Yeah. And Holmgren saw something in him and brought him up there. So the issue was it's Green Bay. Like Green Bay, for you, the, for those of you that don't understand, like most premier sports teams are in metropolises. They're in cities of over 1 million people. Yeah. At the time, Green Bay was 60,000 people. Now it's blossomed into a booming 100,000 people, okay? <laughs> this would never be your normal situation in the NFL that the owner at any given time, you know, 50 years ago would have moved this team out of oh, that yeah. market and into a bigger market. I mean, a, mar- a city that size may not even have like a D1 football team in college. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you know? yeah. Seriously. And yeah. uh, the, the only reason they haven't moved is because they can't. The, the owner of the team sold it to the city to recover some gambling debts. And <laughs> the city in the Green Bay and the state of Wisconsin own the Green Bay Packers and they'll, they can never leave. So it's kind of a really cool thing. But this They're brings the Packers, up, but they can't pack up and go. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. You might as well this unpack. Brings, this yeah. brings up cha- challenges, right? Because Reggie White is, is charged with, he's a leader. He knows he's a leader, right? That's what he did down in Philly and he was awesome at it. He's a a-level player, I mean, top-notch guy. Well, he had to build a defensive team. It, it wasn't the defensive coach's job only, right? Mm-hmm. Did he have a defensive coach? Yeah. yeah. Did he have, you know, was there linebacker coaches? Yeah, okay. But Reggie's like, that's not enough. I got to step up too. 
Mm-hmm. I've got to be a leader too. And so he came up and, you know, the issue was, first of all, before Reggie White and Brett Favre, you've got 25 years, I think, of absolute crap. Uh, well, let's see, what, 70 to 80, 90, yeah, like 23 years, 20 to 23 years of just doormat of the NFL. Hmm. Why? Because the NFL at that time blew up and became this like multi, started to become this multi-billion dollar industry like mm-hmm. before our eyes and that the city council of Green Bay was making decisions on how to run this multi-billion <laughs> dollar football franchise. And guess what? It was a little bit above their pay grade. But, <laughs> yeah. um, Reggie came in and, you know, his job was to put this team together. So he's trying to convince players, specifically black players, to come to Green Bay. And they're like, why the hell would I want to go to Green Bay? It's cold. It's a small town. Like, why? There's nothing there for me. And, yeah. and this was a challenge. And, this, and these the guys Reggie were talking to, they were accurate, right? <laughs> it was like that. They're, they're being honest. And so yeah. Reggie just said, hey, man, come up. Come up for one we're putting something together here come up for one week and you hang out i'm because it's different dude you're a god here you don't understand like mm. they'll, they'll name streets after you they will lie down in traffic for you okay this is a different kind of town this is different than what you've been in come and check it out for one week if you think differently we won't talk about it again mm. and so his energy is what got those players rallied around and led them to that super bowl that led that defense to do what they did it was a decision it was a decision that he had. It was important to him. It was an opportunity for him to step up and he took it with other leaders around him. Brett Favre was a leader. Mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren was the head coach. There's defensive, there's all this, there's all these leaders there, but they're all leading in their proper rank and file. Right. And uh, your intelligence is what they're going to rally around guys. Your leadership is what they need. Your talent will draw believers, but you'll lose them if you don't believe in yourself more than more than you. You know, it takes a spark. It takes a realization and awareness that that moment is happening and a commitment to step up as a leader. So you're the leader right now. Maybe you're always supposed to be the leader. Maybe you're supposed to be the leader for right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be the difference between making a living and having a hobby. It's also the difference between having an industry attention and winning a Grammy. Uh, moving masses of people and being an icon. Being a leadership means that you're getting, you're, if you're leading, you're getting people to perform for you, mm-hmm. right? And not in a manipulative way. Yeah, I would say that, that phrase can be a little troublesome, getting them to perform for you. kind of sounds like self-centered. It, it does sound self-centered, but I mean- this, Getting this, them listen, to perform for the goal. For the goal, right? yeah, for the goal. And getting them to understand the goal and being able to- negotiate like the things that have to happen to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so being the leader is definitely, you know, about being a team member. I'm not trying to make this like egotistical at all, mm-hmm. but at the beginning of this, you said what, Brent, you're just talking about like, maybe they don't want to be the leader or mm-hmm. I can't remember the comment that you made exactly. I don't remember either. Cause I don't make notes on this. <laughs> I mean, some people may just may not feel qualified to step up or they may not want to be the raw, raw, like everybody look at me kind of leader. Right. Like so, vote for me kind of thing, you know? And then that's what a politician. That's what you said. A leader said. is a politician yeah. or a leader is, you know, one of those people. So if you're that person, stop comparing. Mm-hmm. Stop comparing. If you're supposed to lead, be the leader now for another pre-established leader who needs immediate support, right? That's a free leadership play that that won't ultimately count against your record, but it'll p- provide an incredibly unique human psychological social experiment. 
you know, because if you've never done it before and now you choose to step up and do mm-hmm. something when you're needed, when something is needed mm-hmm. within that organization to reach that goal, how much more prof- profound is it going to be coming from somebody who just never did yeah. it before? And we made a joke before we went on air about uh, Ricky Bobby. It's like, if you ain't first, you're last, you know, <laughs> right, um, right. but in the real world, the first follower is a leader. Yeah. The first, you know, cause somebody's up there trying to lead and nobody's paying attention to them, but you're like, you know, they're right. This is the way to go. That first person to go, I'm with you is also a leader. Yep. They, they come up in the organization, right? It may. So maybe it's not their dream, their specific, it's their goal, their plan there, but they're like, you know what? That bus is going somewhere. We should get on it. That's yeah. leadership too. That is leadership. Your bus. That, yeah, that's right. That is leadership. And I mean, you know, like in Nashville, I talk about this with some of my artists where there's a million guitar players, there's a million drummers, there's a million keyboard players, a million bass players. Mm-hmm. And they all want the same thing. They want to make this killer living playing music. And guess what? None of them can do that without an artist. Right. They need an artist to be behind. Mm-hmm. Right. Plain and simple. So an artist is like the unicorn, right? And yeah. understanding and finding somebody that can, you know, really wants to do it that bad, as bad as you do and wants to be in there. That's good. But I'll kind of end with this. I mean, leadership's about embracing failure and learning from it, right? And shaking it off mm-hmm. and not worrying about what other people think and really thinking for yourself and saying, no, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. It feels like this over here, but this is what's going on. So don't, Overthink the definition of a leader with regards to context or optics. They're just optics and context is subordinate to the exact situation at hand. It's still about the drive, the visceral core value of saying, we got to get on this bus and we got to get this bus to move mm-hmm. and we're going to be a leader. You know, if you're spending two extra hours a day trying to make one move for your artist for your organization whether you're the artist or whether you're not the artist and you're just showing up to rehearsals all the time with results mm-hmm. well that's going to inspire some people to yeah. man it's going to make them feel a little inadequate mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah. I, I don't feel like i'm doing enough yeah step up here you can help me try this you know and do that and next thing you know everybody's chugging along but when you get a group of people that are all focused on the same goal and stepping up and being leaders, then there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can stop you. Nothing at all. I've seen great artists with amazing talent and no leadership Mm -hmm. completely self implode and fall apart. And it's heartbreaking. But that's what kind of made me think about this because I just recently went through that and it's like, wow, evaporated. Yeah. And it was, they had everything they needed. Everything they needed except leadership. Internal leadership. Yeah. From any of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Not one person was like, man, we really got something going on here. We got to, we got to get this together. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to step up. Like, what are we going to do? Like, it just didn't happen. Yeah. I don't know if they were all fearful, but you ain't never not going to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, so man. if you, if you're worried about that, then 
just pack it in now, you know, mm-hmm. just take the easy road. Cause like, uh, you know, someone's going to pay you check every week and make, go make a good living, but it's, it's full of fear. Oh yeah. We're just, you don't know what's uh, going to happen. We make a living out on a limb, you know? Yeah. I make my bed out on a limb. I, everything yeah. I do is out on a limb. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, that's right guys. So, that's all. You got anything else you want to add to that, brother? Well, I, I think even sometimes just following your dream is leadership. I remember back before when I was about to move out of Little Rock to move to Nashville, a friend of mine had said to me, you know, we we're out having coffee or something or just hanging out, whatever. And, and she's like, you know, it's really inspiring what you're doing. Le- like quitting your job in a, in the khaki ant farm, you know, the cubicle <laughs> and, and packing up and moving to Nashville without a gig. Mm-hmm. You go rent a room and I had a few people mention it, like it's really inspiring like it's motivated me to go either figure out what I want or whatever or go try and chase it I wouldn't try to be a leader I was just doing my thing but still it was inspiring it was insp- right it was in a way leading you know it yeah. was showing possibilities and so you already thing is you're already a leader it's just what are you leading to it's indirectly leading are you leading people to show them that there's something more are you leading people in a good direction or are you leading them going why don't we stay right here that's leadership too why would you stay right here and stagnate that's leadership yeah you know we are all leaders we're all leading towards something yeah what are you leading towards what are you leading toward we're all leaders what are you leading towards yeah you made me think of this like when I was touring, JMO, our drummer, who is a god among men on the drums, okay? Yeah. This dude is, I mean, he's played with Eric Clapton. He's played with Grace Potter. He's played with the Allman Brothers. He's like, he's sick, dude, okay? Yeah. He's got meter, okay? <laughs> he's got meter. <laughs> yeah. But depending on the day, when we were on stage, I would, you know, inevitably run back there and I was bugging. I'm obviously doing this too much, right? Cause he solved the problem. Okay. Now I'm the leader of the band. I'm the designated leader of the band, mm. but James department is the drums, right? And yeah. he's got that covered and I'm giving him help because I'm back there going, you're playing this too slow. You know, in mm-hmm. the middle of a song, he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. You're playing it too slow. And then the next night, same song, you're playing this too fast. You got to calm down a little bit. You know, he's like, no, I'm not. It just got into this stupid argument happening while the performance is going on. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm feeling something different, right? Like I'm yeah. a little jacked up one night, another night I'm just not. Nah, no, I'm, you're I'm just feeling to... you're you're feeling fast. Yeah, yeah I'm, exactly. So then yeah. he goes and he goes out and circumvents the problem as the leader of the guy in the low end drum department and gets mm-hmm. a not a click track because we didn't play to a click track, but he got uh, it was some kind of pedal that had a flashing light that would give like, him the tempo. Yeah, like so, like a metronome. Like a metronome, but with a light thing. Yeah. An metronome. optical metronome, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, but that's where he would start. Okay. So he always started on the same BPM for every single song, every mm-hmm. single night. And then, like I told you, the boys got meter. Okay. Yeah. So it's the, the train stops here. And so, so then I would go back to him, like, you're playing this too slow. And he'd just point down to the light and, and without missing a beat, <laughs> literally, a, a finger or a stick in his hand. He would point down to the light and then flip me off and say, pay at this window. We are on time. You know, I'm like, I couldn't argue with him anymore. You know what I mean? like, and so then by doing that, rather than arguing with me, by doing that, what a leadership move that didn't have anything to do with him telling me anything. Mm-hmm. Just went and solved the problem. Now I can't argue with him. Yeah. Because I'm not going to, I wouldn't tell him, I'm not trying to win an argument for the sake of winning an argument. I'm right. not going to tell him you're wavy gravy all over the place with the meter. I know that's not the case. 
Right. You know, <laughs> so, and he knew that, right? So yeah. he's like, look. I'm just giving you visual evidence. Case closed. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. Talk to is. the red light. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You can go argue with the electronics. I'm busy trying to be a rock star over here. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's a form of leadership. Everyone else right? is assuming you're coming back here to tell me I'm doing awesome. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and he's just smiling back there. Right? He's like, yes, I am doing great. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> you're number one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing great. You're number one. Now go back and. Do your, go take care of your day. Yeah. (laughs) I got this back here. Leave me alone. You know, (laughs) so there it is. Well, hey guys, that takes us to the end of another Killer Klon episode. If you haven't done so already, please download the free and informational PDF called 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans. This will get your head right, get your screwed on straight, make sure you're asking all the right questions. Things have changed. So some of the information you might be getting from valued mentors that you have in this music industry could be inaccurate, could be wrong now, could have worked mm-hmm. 20 years ago, but now it doesn't. So this will help you get that straightened out. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com and tell us where to send it. It's our gift to you just for playing the home game. And then lastly, I'm um, getting a lot more of these lately, but if we can help you with, we're available for consulting. So sometimes an organization's got all these pistons firing, but they're just a little stuck and they just need a little bit of a strategic plan to take the next step. And that really starts some momentum going. And so they do some consulting and we're available for that. Just uh, shoot me an email at info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Put consultation in the subject line and we'll get something on the books and it'll be customized a bit of strategy for you. You will look at your strengths We'll look at your weaknesses. See, this is, I think, where your best spend of time is and your best spend of your capital resources and this is, if you do this, it'll move the needle the most. And sometimes that's nice just to get, this is all general type information that we talk mm-hmm. about on the podcast. You know, if it's a little bit more specific, it helps a little bit more. So with that, guys, that'll be it. Join the climb community, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review, and mm-hmm. tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 